Coming up on this episode of Never Late African Time. How they gonna wake my sound? It's not fair. It's not fair. I walk in, you lot stare. I grew up and fear started coming into my life. Mm. And I stopped functioning from a place of love. The world is coming to us now. Mm. I mean, we're here mm. on the Netflix show, you know. Absolutely. And it's fantastic. The bulk of my growth in this industry happened in the relationship that I'm currently in. Oh, wow. To have a happy career, you need a happy home. To have a happy home... You need a happy wife. Right. Ah, that was so nice. Yes. You know. Hello and welcome to Never Late African Time. This is a grand stage for African creatives and it's brought to you by the good folks at Netflix. Now, this podcast is an opportunity for us to showcase the best storytellers who have really made their mark in the film and television industry. And of course, they've done it in their time and on their terms. My name is Andy Matkondwana. I'm a podcaster. I'm a radio host. And helping me on this journey, sitting pretty, dapper, in blue, just, you know, semi-modeling, but it's fine. It's okay. It's my co-host, Swelin Bell. I just want to say, Andy, you never did this for me on Valentine's Day. And I guess it's because we've got guests here. That's true. Okay, now we I was crying as Valentine's Day, but it's fine. <laughs> what to expect, right? Well, there'll be a whole lot of laughing. I can promise you that much. Industry talk, because we know you like the secrets, mm-hmm. as well as new discoveries as we dive deep into the stories that have put Africa on the global stage at just the right time. Absolutely. They said, you want to show what the big boys be said? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we start off in Soweto, South Africa. We've got the incredible Notolo Lamine. She is the lead and the head, literally, from the show, Jaiva. She also plays Terra in Silverton Siege, an MK military heroine, tough as nails, and not afraid to fire that AK-47 at the Belize. Not sure if she fires it at everybody else, (laughs) but we did make sure it's not on set, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Now, from Edo State, Nigeria, we have award-winning model, actress, Mm. TV personality. Come on! The multi-talented Nancy Yasebe. Oh, yes. She is the star of the romantic comedy, Kambili, The Whole 30 Yards. Nancy is currently in the third season of her very own talk show, The Nancy Yusime Show. Mm-hmm. She's also the lead in the new thriller, Blood Sisters. Oh, thank you, Queen Nancy. Oh, yes. name. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> We've also got Jesse Sundele. He's an actor, he's a rapper, he's a television host from South Africa. I mean, our jobs may be at stake, but we brought him in anyway, okay? Jesse is making his Netflix debut in the new original series series called Savage Beauty. This is where he plays the prodigal son of a fashion mogul. And Jesse's also recently released his debut rap album called What Did You Expect? Okay, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> is that why you dress like P. Diddy today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and last but most definitely not least, we have got Nigeria's Daniel Adim Efiong. He is mm-hmm. an actor, he is Come a on. screenwriter, an incredible director as well. You may have seen him play Mike, the main antagonist in the law series Castle in Castle, as well as the heartthrob love interest in the hit movie Happiness Ever After. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel is also the director of Skin, an award-winning documentary that explores colorism in Nigeria's beauty standards. Think it's safe to say we're in pretty good company, Andy? 100%. 100%. Not even just pretty good, pretty, pretty man. Up there. <laughs> Group average is there. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm yes. here for it. Thank you for coming, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you guys are not, you know, shy when it comes to first day productions, playing new characters. Sure. You know? Yeah, no pressure. How do you deal with first day jitters? Because you saw me doing my exercises, yeah. doing the most. How do you guys, you know, deal with that? Mm. 
Uh, I use the bathroom a lot. Love that. Oh. <laughs> I know somebody else who uses the bathroom. He no may or may not be is. my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, love you, Sandy. Yeah, and I listen, I listen to music as well. Really? You know, what to calm my music? nerves. Uh, gospel music. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get some worship in there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nancy. I just uh, start the day by working out and like of doing course. some affirmations of and <laughs> drinking a lot of black coffee and just mm. that. Luckily, I'm friends with a lot of my co-stars. So far, so good. That's so great. it's just like, oh, we're back on set. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 I like that. Jesse, do you have a, a first day ritual that you do? You I, have to, like uh, a routine that you must follow? I don't think I do. I just, do it. Mm. Just you like, so you just show up and you're a 10, basically. You know, I didn't say I was a 10. Hold on now. I didn't say I was a 10. I didn't say I was a 10 now. I do it. Whether I do it well is that. But I just do it and then and then I know, okay, am I am I nervous or not? I only know when I start. Yes, so I start yes, yes. And, and also, just like introducing myself to everybody helps to get like... That's true. When you know the everybody, the there's way. a little less... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So just, hey, how you doing? What's up? Yeah. yeah. That's everybody sounding. <laughs> true. True. Yeah, it helps. Mm-hmm. I want to start with you, Nancy, but I want everyone to, to jump on jump jump in on this. Yeah. Right now, we're seeing African stories really taking a global stage, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, you need a different kind of skill set, uh, just in terms of chops as well as just character, in order to survive this particular climate. Mm-hmm. What type of actor or actress do you think can survive this climate right now? I feel like it's basically an actor and actress who's mm-hmm. ready to lose themselves in whatever character you're yeah. giving, you yeah. know. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the fact that it's going global mm. because I feel like for the longest time as Africans, we had to pack our bags and say, I'm going to Hollywood. Yes. You know, I'm going to, for the world to see me, I need to go yeah. there, I need yes. to travel. But it's so good to see that the world is coming to us now. Mm. I mean, we're here mm. on the Netflix show, you Absolutely. know, yeah. and it's fantastic. I mm. love it. So the ones who really will, I feel like the ones who really will survive this are the ones who have not only stayed here mm. to try and build the industry together and just contribute to mm-hmm. an industry that I feel is bigger than any of us because we'll do our own part will contribute and then another generation will come and do their own part and contribute and I Mm. feel like Mm. as actors we always have to remember that it's never really about us Mm. you know yes it's about you as an actor but it's never really about you it's about an industry that has been in existence before you and will continue to absolutely so you just will leave your footprints on the sands of time like Mm. I was here and Mm. I made my mark Mm. and I was confident about it so I feel like as actors that just just are very confident enough to to carry um, 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 the African uh, movie industry, which yeah. is going like, it's like a bullet train. It's like, whoom, mm, you know? Mm, mm. And we're taking over the world and I love it. I, I, I couldn't be more pleased to be leaving and doing what I'm doing at this time. Mm. And I also want to also, yeah, you know, yeah. give you know, credit and kudos to those who've been before us and also opened the way for us because Mm. if they hadn't, we wouldn't be here right now. Mm. So kudos to all the, you know, actors and actresses who's just like said, you know what, this industry, we're going to make it um, comfortable enough for the younger generation to come and also sow their seeds and just like rise and fly, like he said, and just Mm. soar. Mm. And I'm hoping that we're doing our best too so that when the other generation is after us comes, they don't have to start digging too deep. There's already the nice foundation and a nice room on yeah. Palo. You mm. just extend the building and make mm. it bigger and make sure there's more room for those who are coming. And yes. it's a collective, it's a collective effort. It's never really just about I'm um, a superstar actor. No, it's mm. about I'm mm. a part of a 
growing industry mm. that's going to completely take over the world. And I, I can't wait for that. 100%. It's already happened. Now, Nicola, I want to come to you. You know, you've been to a lot of auditions. I think everyone really at the yeah. table, we have been in and out of auditions, you know, mm-hmm. throughout our careers. Yeah. You know, what would you say was your feeling the first time you're on a production set? You know, there's lights, there's cameras, it's makeup, there's a stylist. Mm. It's, it's happening. It, How was your experience? It's scary. It's, <laughs> it's extremely scary. Um, yeah. I think because I, I've come from like a theater background and um, we have like rehearsals, extensive rehearsals. So you kind of get used to everybody. And uh, like with uh, film and television, sometimes you're meeting people for the first time, mm. you know, and you don't know what to expect. Definitely. You don't know what makeup's going to be like. Are they nice? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, I work better with nice people, you know. Yeah. You find someone who's just like, mm. and they're like, yeah, they're actually nice. I'm like, they are? For real? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, smile. Please smile at me. Yeah, yeah. That makes me feel better. But um, I think, like like Nancy, I, I, I work out every morning to wow. kind of get my day started and mm. just to get the good feels in, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, I guess I kind of like greet everyone. But my first day is always usually really scary. I'm just like, everyone's judging me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I got the job. I promise I'm good. I promise I'm good. But um, other than that, I think after the first day, everyone kind of knows each other's energies mm-hmm. and um, it gets easier after Definitely. that. It's fun though. It's fun. But I mean, coming from a theater background, was it, uh, did you, were you very nervous on the first time actually being on a film set? You're like, okay, there's cameras yes. and lots of people. <sighs> it was, the first show I did was a show that had been running for years, mm. you know, and um, it was my first television vision sure. role so I got uh, there they showed me makeup and all these actors and actresses that I've always watched mm. are coming in and out of makeup they're all like hey yo what's up what's up and I'm just yeah. sitting there like this hello oh, hey. <laughs> um, should I stand up <laughs> and it's, it's just really nerve-wracking but um I think after some time, you kind of find one person who's mm. like, yeah. you're going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, it's reassuring. Definitely. But yeah, it, it, it was, it was terrifying. Mm. But now, now after a couple of um, productions I've been very blessed to do, I, I kind of go in there and I, I, I'm able to hold my head up high yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I went to the audition. I went to the mini callbacks and yeah. um, I'm here now. I've so done my rounds. I've, I really have. I love so that. So let's do it. For the, for the first big paycheck, what do you do with that? What's the first purchase? Um, Daniel. I mean, uh, you're a family man. Was it a friend? Yeah. Uh, well, I paid my time. And <laughs> Was then... it a <laughs> <laughs> Wow, first purchase. Uh, I don't know. I think I submitted to my wife. I just be like, baby, we made money. I love that. And she's like, I will take that for you. Like, I got plans for you. <laughs> I want to stick on, you know, the first audition theme, and I mm. guess this can be for everyone. Mm. When you get your first big role, that call, you know, that, hey, you're in. Who's the first person you tell? Who do you run to, yeah. phone-wise or, you know? Definitely mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom, mom, yeah. I'm just like, mom, got it. Then I'm like, definitely. You, you, yeah, I know. you know, but it's definitely mom. Yeah. Definitely mom. mom. Yeah. 100% mom. That's, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nancy, you come from a background of beauty patterns, right? And I can see just in your poise, it's still in you. <laughs> and the posture, everything, Jay. <laughs> Do you think you shy away from roles that typecast you as just a beautiful girl? Are you mm. a lot more conscious in terms of choosing roles? I mean, no matter how much, it, it still is there. Because, like, mm. you know, I've had times where I've gotten roles and I said, oh, please, can I play this role where I just, like, have a lips where I'm just... And they're like, yes. you're a pretty girl. Let's leave you pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right. 
fine, no problem. And um, I think I just try my best to to infuse what I can. But, Definitely. Um, beauty, like they say, especially for those people who are considered mm-hmm. eye candies, like Jesse and Daniel. Yeah, um, eye candy. Yeah, so I'm I'm just um, I'm somewhere in between. Yeah. So, but I I I, I try my best to stay away. Mm. But um, most of the time, I just play it to the teeth and yeah. just take yeah. advantage. I mean, yeah, if it's what is working, if it's there, it's there. It's there. Mm. It's there yeah. so. I like that. Yeah. Do you think men get typecast as just beautiful faces? I think for men, I, I mean, Jesse has tattoos, and that's one thing that maybe if you have tattoos, it could yeah. be like bad yeah. boy. So yes, write him into the bad boy role. <laughs> <laughs> true, and true, true. For girls yeah. as well, once you have a tattoo and then you have piercings or probably mm. short hair, I know how many times they've told me, oh, you're on, you're, we want your low cut, so you use your low cut. And yeah. I'm like, no. Give me a wig. Yeah. This is Nancy. And then the character is the character. Absolutely. I don't want to mix it up. Let's yeah. leave it plain. Mm. Let's keep the haircut. Mm. Um, but that's a decision I had to, you know, consciously make. Because in the beginning, they were like, it's your haircut that made us choose you. I said, like, all right, then I'm off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, come, come here. Watch which wig do you want? Which wig do you want? And I'm like, cool stuff. Like, wear a wig then. Yeah. So I think that's only time I've been able to say, you know, I will not be typecasted mm. as Nancy in mm. every movie. Like, mm. there has to be Nancy and it has to be the character. Definitely. Like, people see the character for what it is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I like that. I like now, that. Jesse, I mean, you're not just an actor. You're a rapper as well. A pretty dope one at that. And do you ever get worried <laughs> at times, you know, that your fans, they might be like, yeah, we want J-Flow as opposed to, you know, Jesse Sundel on the TV screen if they prefer one over the other? Uh, once upon a time, Mm-hmm. Yeah, once worry. upon a time I was like ah oh, man how am I gonna and then and then I realized Drake acted then made music yep. then I realized Actually. Will Smith made music then mm-hmm. acted yeah. and then I realized that uh, uh, Childish Gambino TV and music same mm-hmm. time and then I'm like you really you box yourself really mm. um, you sort of tell people what to expect from you so um when now when i'm making music or acting it's for me it's like whatever you come to see you yeah. come you take that away yeah. from it and you leave if you want if you're here for the actor then you take that and you leave if you love the music you take that and you leave mm-hmm. if you want them yeah. both then do that all right so we have had so many iconic africans um throughout the course of history some really famous ones mm. some infamous ones mm. i can name a few right now in south africa mm. Hello. <laughs> go ahead I'm but kidding. i want to find out you know who do you think we should immortalize you know later on on in life who personally individually and I'll go to you Jesse you know which big <laughs> African Ooh. icon would you you know want to immortalize later on in the future so everyone can know their story we can see it feel mm. it someone who's currently doing the damn thing can be any iconic African from a music perspective I look at the Burner Boys of this of yeah. this generation and I and I listen to Burner Boy I know that he makes very commercial music but he doesn't only make commercial yeah. music mm-hmm. and I listen to Burner Boy's music and his story and and I love it yeah and and I do look at Burner Boy and I see an African giant Mm. so that album was 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 perfectly um um, named yeah yeah African I do see an African giant so I'd love I would love for Africa to remember Burner Boy for a very long time when you start acting I'm pretty sure you have a list of people that you want to play and this and you've there's a number one there's a number two but at the number one you're saying I have to play this person Oof. who is that person for you Daniel we'll start with you Nancy I'm coming I'm coming for you yeah for you that you have dreamt and you said I want to play this person one day if they ever make a movie of this person they better call me wow and if they don't Jeez. I'm going to the I'm going to knock on their door exactly wow. mm. 
Oof. Uh-huh. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Right? That's yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the tough question. You could do what he did. Just, Ooh, you know, go yeah. around. Go around. <laughs> what person's life? Well, I'd like to start with my father. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, my father has a real interesting story. Mm. Um, my father was in the Nigerian army. And oh. in the 80s, he got uh, arrested and accused of plotting to overthrow the government. He was locked up in prison. That is huge. And he spent years in prison under the military government. Wow. And uh, I know my mother was on the way to visit him, had an accident and died. She got out of prison after all this time, had to rebuild his life from ground up. It's a huge story. Mm. And... During the lockdown in 2020, during the COVID lockdown, I had all this time in my hands and I said, why don't I tell that story? Mm. So I wrote a script and my first feature film script. And I was writing and it just occurred to me, I had an epiphany and it occurred to me that because at the time I was um, I was writing, I was at the same age when my father had that oh my you know goodness. event in his life that is and incredible. i saw myself in that character in that role and i that said who best would play this yes. and i want to play my dad I, I i really want to and and what's funny last night he sent a text because during this period from 2020 when i wrote the story mm. to now the, a lot of things have happened mm. the government have come around to um, announce that he has been pardoned. He has been given a presidential pardon what? during this time. Mm. And uh, he's been given back his rank and entitlement. And now he's referred to as a retired officer it is, instead of an ex-officer. Mm. You know, so all of that is coming back. And there's all this move of restoration yes. coming to him now. And just last night, he sent us a text in the family WhatsApp group. And he's like, guys... It has happened. The impossible has happened. The government has come around and My has paid goodness. me all that backlog of entitlements wow. and, and salaries and all of that came in last night and it brought tears to my eyes and I'm like now is the time to mm. tell yeah. this mm. all important story mm. and I'm like if I was to play Jeez. anyone it'd be him. Yeah. In terms of acting, you get a script, you show mm -hmm. up on set, there's a director, you're told what to do. Music, mm -hmm. though, that's mm -hmm. all you. That could be from the heart. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So do you find that it's a sort of release, emotionally, therapy sometimes, you know, to put your thoughts on paper in a creative form, I guess? Yeah, 100%. When, when I'm making music, it's, it's actually more nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, making music because that's my baby. That's mm -hmm. my creation. I feel like to a certain extent when I'm acting, I have to be a good model, the face of the yeah, product. Yeah, it's somebody yeah. else's product. It's somebody else's, you know, they conceptualize this. Mm. And and I have to make sure that I do what I can, do my best to make sure that whatever they saw in their head yeah. is communicated well. Mm. But when I'm making music, it's all me from yeah. inception to the end product. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little more like, what are they going to think? What are mm. they gonna, that's all me. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but, but you're right. It is a platform where I can 
put my own personal sometimes when you're acting and as Nancy said you want to separate your real life from your character you want to you want to just be your character mm-hmm. 100% yeah when it's music there's a lot more personal um, personal stuff that filters into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to one of your records. Oh, snap. Thank <laughs> Palm you. Shade. And uh, I'm going to try myself out just a little bit. I'm going to need you to carry on, though. So Ooh. you have to help me where oh, you can so see that. Is, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear it. And then I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I want to so, see how far I can my, <coughs> oh, I you know, you guys need a piece. Turn me up. Turn me up. I need a piece. It's not my time. Hey. Hey. Dreams never get old, they beat from the ghetto. We just gotta stay on our toes like stilettos hey. and rise to the cream of the crop beneath the scarecrows. Hey. Okay, okay. Go and trip. rise to the cream of the Go crop trip. beneath scarecrows. We see them building blocks, we need Legos. How they gonna take our crown and not share? How they gonna break us down and not care? How they gonna rate my sound? It's not fair, hey. it's not fair. I walk in, you lost stare. Hey. Big difference between dreams and nightmares. Come on. Uh, yeah. So Daniel, you've done a lot today. You were a whole percussion artist. Mm-hmm. You were a backup dancer. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off. I'm not gonna have you do a monologue because okay. you've done a lot. <laughs> it's a safe space, okay? okay thank you. So you worked in Nollywood mm-hmm. in South Africa as mm-hmm. well, and you've experienced both industries. Yeah. Do you think it's easy to transition, you know, from Nollywood into South Africa, vice versa? Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, I haven't worked in both industries. I think uh, a good actor would find yeah, it yeah. easy to. But I think, oh, and, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, let's let's pause. He said a good actor. Yeah, being himself. No, as long yeah, as yeah. you can just listen and take directions properly, True. you know. Yeah. For the industry here, you want to tone it down, mm. make it a bit more nuanced. Mm. You know, be more natural. Yeah. Be more. Um, less is more here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, less is more here. But for there, for Nigeria, um, I mean. You've been to Lagos. Nancy has been to Lagos. And if you have visitors Lagos, you know Lagos is energetic, mm. is high on the vibes and all of that. So the performance in Nigeria as well has to match that energy. Gotcha. You know, so we find that directors want you to produce more, want mm. you to, you know, be more out there, mm. be more vocal, be mm. more energetic. Yeah. So that's it. You know, the industry here, you have to turn it down. In mm-hmm. Nigeria, you have to bring it to the fore, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, it's, it's wonderful working in both industries. Yeah. Um, this side has more structure compared to Nigeria. Um, Nigeria, things are more fluid, you know, yeah. and that's perhaps the reason why I wanted to go back, you know, having <laughs> <laughs> worked here and enjoy the industry here. And then I got calls from Nigeria telling me, you know, come mm. back home, man. Mm. People want you. People want you to work. And immediately I got home. It was like, posh, wow. you know, I got mm. calls, mm. you know, and mm. it was just like, it was just like magic, man, yeah. you know. So how are fandoms basically in terms of Nollywood fandoms mm-hmm. versus South African fandoms? Critiques, mm. love, all of that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, here, I think the fandom here, fans love you and yeah. they respect you. I was on Generations for six months. Mm. And in those six months, and even after that, I would go out on the streets and I'd see people go like, whoa, say, yeah. oh. yeah. be like, whoa, whoa. You know, people come up to me, you know, and they loved me. Mm. Back home, people love you, but people are more reserved. They're like, hmm. Really? In Lagos, they're like, me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, like that's yeah, that's mm. that guy. That's that guy on TV. I'll watch out for him. We're not going to greet you. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to greet you. We're just going to watch you. But on social media, they show you a lot of love. But Is when they it? meet you in person, they want to be like, you know, they want to check you out first and be sure that you'd welcome them. Is that they just... I don't know. I don't know if it's respect. I think it's more of people just aren't sure of how to approach you as a celebrity. You know, they're not sure if you snub them. So maybe they have had bad experiences before, you know, so they just Mm, like mm, maybe mm. just watch you from afar Mm. and then observe and then observe. And then when they come up to you and they find out that you're open and you're welcoming, they go like, oh, yo, yo, come, come, come. (laughs) Let's take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm here for that. Now, Nokolo, I know that you went to NSA for a little while and then you left because of the competitive nature, you know, just not feeling it. And you've got a very long history just in the entertainment space being on the stage. But I want to go back to that very one audition, the one that you're sitting here, you think of it, and it's nightmares. You're just thinking what was happening that day, just your worst audition. You think of it all the time. What was it? What was that one for you? That I think of all the time. <laughs> it, because of how much I loved the show yeah. and I knew how much I wanted to be a part of it, mm-hmm. it was definitely The Lion King. Oh. oh. And that was the first time um, I was cast in it. Mm. And just that audition process, because with Lion King, what they do is they, they see what you look like and they go, oh, we could put her in this role. So whether you can sing that part or not, if, ah. if you look the part, then you're auditioning for that. And I, yeah. I look like Nala. Um, and this is the Broadway production. Mm. Nala looks like what Knox looks like. You know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. I walk into the room and they say, we're going to make her sing Soprano. Oh. And Knox comes in. She's like, hi, my name's uh. Nox. <laughs> Nice. You know what I mean? And they're just like, you're so little in that voice. So that was, that's probably the most difficult. To- I was tormented in there. Like every time I think about it and how that man just pushed me and he pushed me vocally. And yeah. at some point I was just like, I want to go home. <laughs> like I was getting nervous every time we were doing more takes. You know, and more takes, listen to me. You know, but <laughs> every time we went back to a certain part of the song, I was just like, I'm sweating, I'm sweating. And yeah. it's, it was the worst. And then I got it. Oh, wow. You know, so yeah. I was just like, was it the worst? Was it <laughs> you the know? worst? Like, yeah. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, God, why would you put me in such a position? Mm. You know, where I just felt so powerless. And I was just like, so maybe, maybe I'm not your girl, hey? Like, <laughs> can I go home now? He was drilling me a lot. Wow. And I wasn't taking it well. But I, um, I was able to do the dancing afterwards. And mm. they had seen me act um, before. So I guess they really just wanted to pull it out of me. Mm. Yeah. You know, but uh, it was definitely that. Yeah. It was definitely sure. the line. Nakolo over here stars in an upcoming thriller called Silverton Siege. It's based on the true story of three military resistance fighters who ran into a bank, turning an escape into an accidental hostage situation. Here's a scene where Teda, Nakolo's character, claps back at the bank manager for calling her a criminal. <laughs> What do you want? Please, we have a pregnant woman here. This is inhumane. You can't just keep us here all day. What is wrong with you? Do something about it. Sit down. Or else what? As well? Were you saying something? You darkies are all the same. Now 
nothing but criminals. You are Get up. Let me hear you say Ducky one more time. Say Ducky one more time. He didn't mean it. Next time, shut your mouth. Okay? Okay, look. We are thirsty and we are starving. And I have a flight to catch. Ladies, please. We're working on it. Okay? We are still in the company of some of Africa's new kings and queens of film and television. And we're talking about the Netflix roles that they have embodied. Anokola, we just saw you play Terra in Silverton Siege. I am scared of you. So I just want to put that out there, okay? And what's beautiful about it is that you really have given a voice to, you know, MK veterans, you know, the women who are part of the liberation struggles. Yeah. What did you want to really bring out in the role? And what was important to you in terms of having conversations with them that you had to make sure that you bring out in the role? My biggest thing is... Um, understanding the feeling that they have mm. and that they had rather yeah. and um, also wanting to um, amplify uh, what they are probably feeling now yeah. so I yeah. want yeah. to um, I want to put it in a now as well mm. put it in a nokolo mm. so it's, it's a lot that I want to kind of carry mm. I want to carry the story I want to tell everyone about it but mm. I also want to represent them Absolutely. you know and I want to represent myself in their story, mm. if that makes any mm. sense. Mm. Because I get to live this, you know, um, without actually living it. Absolutely. But I get to experience Absolutely. it. So um, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think the feeling of it, because that's what I want to leave yeah. with the people who get to watch it, is yeah. the feeling mm. of what this woman has gone through, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah. Daniel, everyone here, you know, represents an ensemble, you know, cast in a sense on a particular Netflix show. Right. You know, in terms of a character standing out, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, who do you feel that responsibility is on? Is it on you to show up, perform and, you know, be the star? Or is it in the writing, the scripting, the directing from the team that's directly around you? I truly believe it's a collective responsibility. Uh -huh. um, the actor has his role to play. Play it as true to yourself as you possibly can. Yeah. I also feel the writers have a role to play to write each character to stand out and be meaningful mm. and be uh, effective mm. in the yeah. story. Also, the director as well. I, I think, you know, film is a collaborative project. Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. collaborative art. So everyone comes together to make this thing real. Mm. And don't you just, as a performer, as an actor, don't you just love a project that everyone brings 100% Absolutely. to? You know, you come Absolutely. on board and, you know, everyone is just bringing it, bringing yeah. the fire. Mm. And you mm. just yeah. slide in and it's just perfect. And mm. then it lets you fly. You just, mm -hmm. you know, spread your wings and the wind takes you and mm. you, you're performing and you're loving it. So mm. I, I I truly believe it's a collective. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, your characters usually are quite dominant and intimidating. Right. But you're a human, right? Very. <laughs> Has there been a situation where you walk on a set and you see other actors and you're like, I'm intimidated. <laughs> Let me go into my room and go on my lines. 
Do you ever get intimidated by other people? Uh, yes, I do. I'm totally human. But uh, I think it's part of the job, you mm. know, part of the, yeah. the craft to work on that. Mm, mm. You know, um, Daniel can get intimidated. Yeah. But when Daniel switches and gets into character, all mm. of that is gone. Mm. You know, you, yeah. you, you leave yourself behind and you just, you know, get into character and yeah. you're feeling what the character is feeling you're in it mm, you know mm, so you're not mm. letting the outside get get to you mm. um, I felt that way when I came to film um, Happiness Ever After I'm yeah, like yeah. oh my god look at all these people mm, you know mm. but I had to just switch it in my mind and go now you're Maxwell yeah, the Nigerian yeah. mm-hmm. who wants control mm-hmm. you know you gotta be in control so Absolutely. I step onto stage or on, on set and I'm in control mm. you know that's how I work it you know so uh, coming on set I might feel intimidated but once I go into the green room, uh, green, green room and mm. come out, mm. it's a switch. It's mm. a different vibe entirely. Sure. So, my man, I mean, you obviously, you know, very public <laughs> relationship. You know what I mean? You guys post a lot. You share a lot about your experiences. Yeah. Where would you rate yourself in terms of the dating pool? What's your experience been, I guess, you know, in your 20s and growing up? Um... Were you the problem <laughs> in the dating pool? So, no. Not the dating, thing. None of that. <laughs> None of that. If I'm relating your question to what they're, mm. yeah. what, you know, to their answers, I think the bulk of my growth in this industry happened in the relationship that I'm currently in. Oh, nice. wow. Yeah. So, good man. It's been very interesting for me to to watch the growth that they're talking about mm-hmm. um, from this Jesse to this Jesse yeah. and see how you know your person reacts to that yeah. and mm-hmm. and changes with you behaves mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend is so cute man she's Aww. so she's so she's like really busy right because she runs her own company mm-hmm. and and she manages some of the biggest artists in the country wow um, and, and and she's really busy. And when she's out, like, at crazy hours of the night because she's at a gig or something, I'm, like, at home, like, hey, baby, yeah, you Aww. know, do your thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. see you when you get home. And, and, and she has crazy hours. And then I get my calls. And I get the audition. Mm. And I get the call back. And now I'm busy. Mm-mm. <laughs> Why? When are you rapping? <laughs> no, I want you to come home. No, it's not cute. fair. Yeah. So it's actually really cute to yeah. see how, like, um, you know, she knows that this busyness thing in this entertainment industry can happen, mm. but it's a it's a it's a quirk of hers that she 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 on the other hand she yeah. can't take it, yeah, because you know, yeah. she's you know she just wants this all the time, so it's very cute. <laughs> but like I said, it's it's interesting just to watch the growth over the years, and and there are challenges, mm. you know, like like the busyness, because sometimes I have to like. We have to talk about it. Like, mm. you know, I'm going to be busy from this day to this day. Yes. Yeah, it means we're not going to spend a lot of time together for this week or whatever. Mm. But when I do, then we can. Mm-hmm. Or another challenge might be, another challenge is like um, the roles. I, I, you threw back to mm. typecast. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. tend to get typecast as the lava. The yes. heartthrob, the playboy, the you know what I mean, and and it's not helping because yeah. now, now it's like you know, um, and and so now we have to like, but but it has to be a conscious thing. That's what I'm learning yeah. now. It has to be a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. You don't just do it and assume that your partner's gonna be okay with mm-hmm. everything, because mm-hmm. then you know you. You're leaving that space for a problem to like manifest and mm, fester absolutely. without you ever communicating yeah. about it. Mm. So now we have to consciously say, baby, look, here's a role. Oh, yeah. This is what the role is about. Yes. He does have a love interest. Oh, yeah. Um, 
it's it's either not that bad or it's like there might be some scenes mm-hmm. like in Savage Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so are you okay with this? Mm. If not, maybe I can have a conversation. Maybe there's a way to make it work without, yeah. you know, without uh, affecting the production. And I think, man, I think that's life. You know, mm. whatever you're doing in life, you know, you don't want your work to be the only thing. Yeah. It has to balance somehow with the mm. rest of your mm. life, right? Mm. I'm learning that and I'm loving it. Mm. Yeah. So just like in Savage Beauty, our families are also affected by choices that we make at work. Up next, we're going to get into some of the ways in which our guest families have been affected by their fame and career choice as well. Sound of my voice moving mountains, they are stumbling. So I think we can all generally agree that, you know, social media plays a really big role in a lot of what it is that we do, what it is that you guys do, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've checked out your social media, not that I'm a stalker, just to put it out there for everyone. Sure, (laughs) sure. And I've seen, you know, your TikTok account on Instagram as well. There's a lot of dancing. And I can see you're into your fitness as well. You look it as well because you look absolutely great. Thank you. very hard on it. I appreciate it. (laughs) You don't share too much about, you know, your personal life, that side of things. And I'm very interested to find out, is that something that, you know, particularly focus on to make sure that you don't share that side of your life? Is fame something that you feel like just comes with what it is that you do and not necessarily something that you want or have been chasing? Yes. Um, I do what I do because I love it, you know, and I love to share it with people. And I think my thing is... um, the people it reaches, I'm so grateful that it's reached them. Mm. Um, and whoever it doesn't reach, I'm like, I'm so sorry. But um, I'm, I suck at social media. I absolutely suck at it. I've seen like those said, TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TikTok, There's some skill there. It's so much easier, yeah. you know. But um, I think I don't put my personal life on much because it's where, that's where I get to be. You know, mm. it's it's where I get to be me. Mm. Yeah. You know, and um, and I've been told that I know my 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 supporters would probably like me to kind of reach out more and show them yes. more of myself, yes. which I really want to do because yeah. I think like the people I look up to, I would love to be able to 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 kind of see them mm-hmm. in in their real uh, uh, elements, and mm. um, so I think it would be nice for my people to kind of see me in that place. Yeah. You know, I just get nervous sometimes because I'm always with my family, and I never want to put my like I'm very close to my nieces. I never want to put them in a position where they're like, "Hey, we saw you um, on a picture with." this lady you know mm-hmm. and they get that mm-hmm. a lot are you family with that jive lady <laughs> <laughs> and they'll come back to me and they'll just be like the girls at school recognize me <laughs> you know they recognize you so they're like is your, is your sister uh, uh, an actor yeah so it, it makes me nervous because I, I don't mm. want to put them in a weird position you know but um I get it comes with what I do, but I, I do want to get better at it I do want to get better mm. at it I just I love my I love my your space. I mm. do. Yeah, I really yeah. love my space. Can I plug you? Please do. Speak to Nancy. Nancy! Nancy's social media yeah. is fabulous. <laughs> Daniel, mm. do you ever take your kids and you sit them down and you're like, look at my Instagram page. Do you see that M? <laughs> Stands for millions. <laughs> this is your daddy. <laughs> okay. Do they know that you are Daniel? The big uh, superstar. Uh, African superstar. <laughs> well, I didn't know that my kids are old enough to notice just mm-hmm. yet. But my daughter sees me on TV and she's like, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, there oh, you are. No, no. Yeah, but I think my life on social media has grown with my mm. family. I remember when I first met my wife, um, I was in South Africa here, I was in Johannesburg and she was in New York mm. and she had, she was on, she had this blog, this uh, video blog and she had more followers than I did at the time. Ooh. You know, we met, fell in love, 
And we got married as soon as I got back to Nigeria. Wow. Right? And that switch happened. Mm. And my social media profile just went haywire. And at the time when we met, she had double the, you know, social media following mm-hmm. that I had. And then after we got married, it just like switched. I had double and it just kept growing. And then at first, she became a bit conscious of it. Mm. You know, she became a bit worried. Mm. She was like, oh, Daniel, you're paying too much too much attention to social media. Yeah. You know, why? You must be focused. You must be this and that. And I thought about it and I realized that um, I see where you're coming from because when we met, um, I didn't care about social media so much mm. and my profile was still rising. But now um, I pay attention to it because not just the fact that it helps my profile as an actor, yeah. it's yeah. also a source of income for True. me and my family, True. for you as well. So we had to have the talk, you mm-hmm. know, sat her down. In fact, we got help. You know, this is these are the limits, you oh, know, wow. but I have to grow this thing mm-hmm. i have to grow my brand on social media i have to earn on social media so she 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 came to terms with it mm-hmm. you know and then you know at first um it was it was just me on my social media platform mm. you know it was the sexy you know stunning actor smoldering all of that but then and then she she had issues with it she's like but you don't post family why don't you post family she's like you 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 okay me you 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 then me she's like okay daniel maybe we need to talk talk about this why don't we have more of us on your page on your profile and i was like so first of all the um, plan is to project me a certain way, yeah. right? Not so much as my brand doesn't first start with husband or family man. Mm, it starts mm. with Daniel, the, the entertainer, yeah, yeah. the entertainer, yeah, yeah. the yeah. storyteller, and then family comes in, mm. right? But then I've learned that uh, to have a happy home, to have a happy career, mm. you need a happy home. To have a happy home... You need a happy wife. Write that down, people. I had to compromise. You know, so now I post her, I post uh, pictures of her more on my social media Mm -hmm. platform. And the kids, at first, we're keeping the kids away, but now we're including the kids as well. Just so, you know, they see the rounded brand, you know, actor, Mm -hmm. performer, storyteller, but also family man. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Listen, our guests have been earmarked as the new generation that will lead the next wave of African stories taking over the world. Up next, we're going to find out their thoughts on what that legacy. I want to chat a little bit about, you know, the storytelling. I think one thing I'm loving right now is that we're getting so many different African stories. Um, uh, For a very long time, you know, Christmas, for instance, dreaming of a white Christmas. Mm. There ain't no white Christmas (laughs) in Africa. You know what I mean? Very, very. Oh, and the one yeah. thing that I loved, you know, Nancy, with a Niger Christmas is that we were seeing that side of mm. this is what an African Christmas really yeah. looks like. You know what I mean? And what do you think that does for African storytelling, you know, mm. going abroad to the Western countries, you know, being represented in that way? Yes. I mean, it helps us connect more. You know, it helps us have something to, you know, watch with our families, show mm. our kids. Yeah. And, you know, the cinema culture in Nigeria is quite is something around Christmas, it's mm. like a cult. Like there are certain films that come out, and it's like the biggest titles, <laughs> and like everyone is trying to get. Like you know, if you're if you're part of the December movies, it means that you are ready to make money because people mm. want to go to the cinema and watch mm. Nigerian mm. films and mm. connect with families. And of course, Niger Christmas, which is on Netflix, mm. people want to sit with their families and relate to something that they they're really leaving. Like yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah. to. Um, those movies are great. The the ones I'm not trying to like you know 
pee on them or anything. They're fantastic <laughs> as well. But I'm just saying. Yes. She wouldn't know something about that. She's <laughs> like, I'm an ex. I'm not trying to pee on them. I'm just saying that, you know, we also want something that we can also show our kids yes. and we can relate to. Yeah. You know, how Christmas really goes on mm, in Nigeria. Mm. The Christmas culture in Nigeria Already, Christmas is not even our holiday. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not oh, yeah, our holiday. Let's let's yeah. let's start there. You yeah. know, so we can't really blame the people who started Christmas. Yes, show you yes, what Christmas yes. is. Yeah. You don't know that shit. <laughs> what we doing out before any of this was uh, all your festival and yeah, festival, yeah. 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 festival. So it's not really us. So we can't come and say we are. We need to. You know, we're just mm. adding to that and yes. saying this is what it is for us here. Yeah. You yeah. know, yes. um, um, it's quite similar, but we don't have snow. No, mm. you know, we don't have all those things and we don't have white Santa. Yeah. We know Santa Claus coming down the chimney. They cause absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't know it. Yeah. I wake up Christmas Day, it is boiling. Yeah. You know? So it makes me wonder, is it possible that here we watch growing up as mm-hmm. kids, we watch their movies, um, and we and Santa Claus is like this really cool character, mm. this really fantastical thing that might be true, yeah. you know? And then I wonder if it might be the same thing for them. If they mm. watch a Niger Christmas, do mm-hmm. they do they feel like, yeah. huh, I would like to experience yeah. that yeah. Christmas sure. You know what, guys? Mm. For this Christmas, let's yes, go Lindsay. to a warmer mm. country. Because yeah. right? mm. right. I mean, I'll, I might be speaking for myself. I do want to experience a white Christmas yeah. just because yeah. it feels like, huh, it's what if I did wake try. up and build a snowman? Yeah. Yeah. Something my my inner yeah. child would like to do. Yes, so yes, I yes. wonder if like it's, yeah. you know. Our guests are going to get into some of the lessons that they have learned from the books they're currently reading. Mm-hmm. I hope we've got a table of readers over here. And we'll actually kick it over with Jesse. Wow. My man. Yeah, it's the it's make eye contact, don't make eye contact. Yeah. Then you're like this. Sorry. You're coming for me, bro. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard. From an unknown um, source that, that you're reading Rich Dad? I am reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's taking me yeah. a while to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting because at least it's a story. So there's a, there's <laughs> man, so there's an, there's a there's a very little boy that lives inside me, right? Yeah. And so when I read books, I still want to see pictures <laughs> and I still want the letters <laughs> to be big. <laughs> and like and it has to be an st- interesting story yeah, with yeah, that yeah, pop-up castle. Yeah, yeah. And like, I-, I need that so I can get through the book. That's hilarious. So I was like, look, I want to read this book because I do want to learn about what it is that it speaks about financial, you know, yeah. you know, teaching us. And so that I can also pass on that knowledge yes. to my family. And, yes. you know, and I was so glad that when I picked it up, it's a story about mm. his life and about his dad and about his, you know, it's not like a, so step one on how to be rich. Yeah. Do this, yeah. do that. Because I would, I, I would by page five, I'd mm. be like, I can't do that. Mm. You know, I don't want another university book. So yeah. um, I am reading that. Now, Daniel, I hear you actually brought a book with you. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're um, traveling with a book. Uh, yeah. So my wife wrote a book. It's called uh, Now You Know Me Better. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, her memoirs about, you know, growing up yeah. on, uh, growing up, experiencing the two sides of life. You mm. know, her 
father's family were wealthy and you know oh. you know affluent and she grew up living with them and experiencing that life mm-hmm. but on the weekend she'd go spend holiday with her mother's oh. people and her mm. mother's people were on the backside of town you know the Alex you know yeah, the Ajegule yeah. type mm. feel and she had to she'd pick things from there and First day, Monday morning, Mm -hmm. in primary school or in secondary school, she'd make a really crass joke. And everyone, you know, because she was, you know, attending this really high-profile school. And she'd crack a really crass joke. And people would go, oh, my goodness, where did you get that that from? That's so repulsive. Like, you know, (laughs) and they'd call her to the headmistress's office and get punished for that, all of that. And she goes on to explain how she got that from these two worlds that she was living. Living. Mm. And at some point, the two worlds collide sure. and she had to navigate her way through it, mm. you know. And then she goes on to uh, write about several other stories, including So You Want to Get Married to a Celebrity. Ah, <laughs> I wonder yeah. who. <laughs> Did you start with that chapter? <laughs> yeah, so uh, she launched the book two years ago. That's amazing. And all this time, I I never read the book. Mm-hmm. So she'd be talking to me and she'd be like, because the truth is I helped her, um, you know, uh, read through the book, mm. you know, and gave her some notes and all of that. But I never read the finished work. Yeah. You know, so we'd be talking and she'd be like, um, hey, babe, don't you remember? Like in this chapter, I'm like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And she's like, you still haven't read it. I'm like, no. Yeah, one of the... <laughs> One of my goals for this year was to actually read and finish the book. So I picked it up and on this trip and I've been reading it Mm. and it was, and I'm learning new things about my wife Mm. and I'm like, Ooh, this is so interesting. You know, like, thank God I'm I'm, I'm getting to read it, you know, and please everyone should get it. If I might throw that in. (laughs) (laughs) It's called uh, Now You Know Me Better. Uh -uh -uh. Yes, but but it's a lovely book and I love it. I love it. Nancy, what are you reading? Oh my gosh, right now I'm reading Happy Sexy Millionaire. Another book that I read that I finished was a book by Oprah on purpose. I can't really exactly remember the name, but it has something to do with finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. And it just has different quotes by different people in the world. That's amazing. From from like uh, a reverend to a musician, Mm -hmm. to just telling Mm -hmm. about life. And that book... I, I didn't want to finish it for a whole year because I felt like if I finish it, I would have finished something too great too. too yes. So I would like one, two pages. Like, that's Precious. Enough. <laughs> it's really yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'm down in that place, again, I'll open again. Enough information. <laughs> <laughs> and the day I finish, I was like on the last page. Don't finish. But like, you can yes, always go that, back. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. You know, and The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes as well. Mm. That is just a fantastic. I feel like almost everybody has read The Year of Yes and it's just the year when she started mm. to say yes to everything. <laughs> yes to everything. Everything, whatever it is, I want to play with my Great kids. Book. Yes, yeah. everybody. Yes, and see how. And her life just took a whole turn around when she decided that she, she just realized that one day she was saying no too much. No, mm. no, no. And she said, you know wow. what? Time to say yes to everything. And her life went around. She started attending parties, playing with her kids. Mm. Normally, she'd be out of the door when it's time to go out for work, mm-hmm. and then her kids would be like, "Mommy, play with me." She'd be like, "Oh, next time." But mm. then she was like, "Year of yes." And when they say, "Mommy, play with me," she's like, "Oh, we, I'm going to you know the Grammys, but." Let's play. Like, yeah. We have yeah. full dress and all of that. It was just basically saying yes to everybody. Yeah. What is it? Yes. And it, it turned her life around. And yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, yeah. And then the rules of thinking, rules of life, all of that. 
I, I like reader. to read books. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 You are well within this. Because like I didn't really have like parents that wanted to like tell you stuff. Mm. Um, my dad was a disciplinarian who just basically, have you eaten? Is is uh, you're wearing screen uniform, you're in school, fine. And then I lost my mom who would have normally like taken you through life. Mm. And I just had uncles and aunties who were too busy with their own children. Mm. And teachers really just want to earn money sometimes. Very sure. few teachers really want to teach and see you, you know. So if you really want to learn, you must research, you must yeah. go back to the books and learn mm, from people who want mm, to share their experience 100%. and tell you how to go through life. Mm. And I want to live a fantastic life, a well-rounded life, mm. everywhere, spiritually, financially, um, physically, mm. all of it, mentally. Mm. Oh, mentally, yeah. Lord God, yes, yes. mentally. Yes. So I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I bring this to fruition because nobody else can do it for That's me. That's so me. true. As Lovely. everyone's been speaking, I'm listening to Knox and she's, mm, yes, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> What are you reading? <laughs> how's, how's, how's the three little pigs going? So I don't know how many books I've started and stopped in mm, the yeah. last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed African literature, but yeah. I love stories, but I love stories about people. I love stories yes. of, that, of p- things that have happened to people. Mm. You know, um, every time I think of books that have, that have really stayed with me, um, there's a, a, a Memoirs of a Boy Soldier, yeah. A Long Way Gone. Mm. Um, there's one that... It made me cry. Mm. Uh, it's called Don't Tell Me You're Afraid. Mm. And these are about actual people. Yeah. You know, half of yellow sun, mm. you know. And um, sometimes I go into the bookstore and I'm like, All right, let's go check the African section and see what we find there. <laughs> yeah. And it's not always easy to really find something that I read the first two pages and I'm like, I'm buying this one. Mm. You know, yeah. so it's been tough. Yeah. You know, it's been tough. Uh, I started the notebook. Yeah, you know, hey. I started another one called the something at the end of the telephone booth, mm. and it's it's about death or lose loss. Mm. It's about loss and grief, mm. you know. And sure. um, it's Japanese, you know. But it was it was really lovely. But I it just still never it mm. never had me a chokehold, mm. you know. Mm. So I've never gone back. But one book that I read constantly at the moment, still read right now, is called The Power mm. by um, Shonda Byrne. Rhonda, Rhonda Byrne. Yes, 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 yes. I hope I said your surname correctly, man. <laughs> if I didn't, uh, I'm sorry. But um, the power was given to me by someone that um, came into my life and then got out of my life. Because I thought they were in my life for a good thing, mm. you know, and then I realized they were a bit dodge. Sure. But they left me that book, mm. you know. And wow. the power is just about where the power actually lies. Mm. And what I realized was I always had the power. There was just a time where... I, I, I started thinking too much. And it's, it's really just love, mm, you know? Mm. It's just about doing everything with love. Absolutely. Seeing yeah. everything with love, yeah. you know? Feeling a certain way, feeling love. Mm. And the moment you feel a certain way, it's almost like everything else starts feeling that yeah. way oh, in, yeah. in relation 100%. to you, you know? And it almost just comes back that way. And I, reading this book always made me go, I've always been like this until mm. I got to a point where I grew up and fear started coming into my life. Mm. I started thinking too much about certain things. Mm. And then I wanted to take control. Mm. And I stopped functioning from a place of love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the more love you give, the more love you get. Wow. And that's not just to human beings, but to situations. Absolutely. You know? Uh, I get nervous when I have to do certain things, but I go, but I love it. Mm. Yeah. And I want to yeah. have fun in it. Mm. Yeah. And I get to do it. Yeah. You know? And that's the love. Yeah. And I come out of it and I go, Ah, that was so nice. Yeah. You know, sometimes you you see something, you know, I like that. Mm. But sometimes you see it on someone and you go, it would be nice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they have like everything. And this uh, uh, this uh, uh, chapter was saying, love it. Love it for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. they have that thing that you want and like. Mm. Almost celebrate with them from mm. where you so are. And be you. like, I'm mm. so yeah. happy you have that Range yes. Rover. Yes. God, you heard me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because it's so beautiful yeah. and I know I love it. Yeah. You know, and just... Because of the love you're giving, yeah. there's always love. And what you hate will always stay away from exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. So like you're saying, you hate success, you hate like because it, and it just stays away. Yeah, I hated that. That's that's I'm sorry. Then before you guys say anything, to, I just yeah. love the fact that we talked about books because there's this say, general saying that says, if you want to hide something from a black man, put, put it, it in a book. book. So I, I hope we were just able to like. Okay, yeah. 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 We read, we read. Well, I think another thing we also just bad. Just put it in the three <laughs> And then I'll find I'll find it in the three little I'll find it. I will find it. So you don't wish JC luck with finding all of that in the three little pigs. If anything, we're never late. It's yes. African time. It's African. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for all of you for coming through, sharing your stories. I know it it isn't easy opening up, but thank Thank you very much. Listen, you too can also send through some thoughts on any of the discussion points today and make sure to not sleep on yourself. Tune in to Netflix. Catch all of the stories that are represented here by our lovely friends, our new friends, because, you know, we're trying to be in cast and cast. You know what I'm saying? Make sure. Tune in to Netflix, okay? All right. Yes. Kings and queens. platforms.